Hello, I'm Brett Terpstra, and you're listening to Systematic. This week's guest is Ashley Esqueda, senior producer at CNET and woman about the internet. Welcome back to the show, Ashley. Thank you for having me back. I, it's been a few years, so I figured I was on a blacklist. No. So there was a year in there where Systematic was just off the air. I got, oh, okay. I see, I see. I, I, I burnt out, I guess. Um, my pr- It was so bad. My last appearance was so bad that you had it, to take a year-long break. It was hiatus. a slow burn because your last appearance was in 2015, and it just took until about 2019 for it really to sink in. I, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I have that effect on people. Years later, they realize, what have I done? So how's the <laughs> pandemic treating you? You know, uh what is good anymore? It's uh, as we've discussed, it's all relative, right? So I'm, we're surviving. That seems we're very fortunate. Um, we're very, we're, we are very grateful to still be employed. Um, we are very grateful that uh, we do not have to do distance learning because our son who was born last year is too little for that. <laughs> sure. um, we are, we are feeling v- very grateful for those things. And um and just grateful that, uh, you know, the people that are closest to us have stayed, for the most part, very healthy um, and and safe. So we're, you know, it's, uh, you know, the holiday season, you kind of start thinking to yourself about all the things you're grateful for, the things that you're, you know, that you want to keep safe, the things that you care about. And um, all of those things have held thus far. So I will take it as a win. So when you say you're still employed, um, what what does your current job entail? So I, well, it's been a fun year for CNET. So uh, if, if you hadn't heard, we were sold. Um, we do not uh, any longer have CBS as a parent company. We are now owned by Red Ventures, um, who owns a lot of websites that you might be familiar with. They own uh, The Points Guy is one that a lot of people are familiar with. Sure. Um, and so Murph. they, Yeah, good old Darren. <laughs> um, and so uh, there are a lot of uh, sites under sort of the CMG, uh, CNET Media Group uh, banner that, that Red Ventures now owns, like GameSpot, um, Metacritic, like all of the sites that CBS had, like a lot of them in interactive and digital have now uh, moved over to Red Ventures. So, um, so, but I'm still doing the same thing, which is uh, that I've been doing for almost seven years now. I'm, I'm producing and hosting a video about technology and uh, and all of the things that touch it, which at this point is pretty much any anything is fair game as long as it pl- kind of plugs in or, or powers on, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, are, are you, you're producing and and doing on air stuff from home? Yes, uh, that has been a challenge. Um, I So, funny story. So, at the beginning of this year, um, I had just come back from maternity leave in November of 2019. And uh, we had finished CES, and I talked to my boss, and I said, hey, like, I have a seven-month-old. Um, I'd really love to kind of spend a little more time at home. Um, and the office that we were in was sort of a shared space with a lot of other CBS teams. So we struggled uh, from time to time getting booking uh, space in our studio. And um, and so I said, hey, like, e- e- because that's the case, like, I could really do something at my home office that would be nice. Um, and he said, yeah, that, that seems fine. Like, I'm willing to let you do that. You, you're pretty self-sufficient. And as long as you guys feel um, at Team LA that you could do your job, like, that, that's cool. So um, 
huge, huge props to my boss for allowing me to even just look into that. Um, and as I was looking into it and sort of kind of tinkering around with the idea, boom, the pandemic hit. And so I was a little bit ahead of the curve on having a setup um, to record from um, compared to some of my other colleagues at work who were taken uh, quite a bit by surprise. And the San Francisco office for CNET is, you know, it's a it's a major office. It's where most of our employees are. And they have full studios there that they shoot in, in New York as well. So um, that was a little bit of a more of a shock for them uh, to have to work from home, shoot from home, um, than, than, you know, maybe me. Sure. So, um, I got to work, right? So I, I cleaned out my office, which was up until that point, a storage space for all of the baby stuff people had given us. <laughs> uh, and, and I just had not gotten around to cleaning it up. And with the help of my very lovely husband, I was able to clear the space out and, um, kind of rework some of my furniture, uh, thanks to Animal Crossing for inspiring me to uh, keep furniture away from my walls at certain points, because that was actually very oddly helpful uh, in figuring out how to sort of Tetris all of this together. So now, um, as it stands, I actually have three different shooting spaces in about a 10 by 10 uh, office in my house. So I've got a, a desk space that is sort of a, a streamer setup. Uh, and it's kind of where I do all my video meetings, and there's a bookshelf behind it, very sort of classic uh, desk setup. And then I also have a vlogging set, which is a seated set. I have a chair there. It's it's freestanding. There's no desk in front of it. Uh, and that is sort of more of a, a set set. I painted the walls matte black. I have acoustic foam on those walls. Um, I have a shelf in the back that's a curated collection of items that some uh, that are some functional and some fun. So, sure. um, and then I also have an Elgato pop-up green screen just in case I need to do uh, casting. So I've done a couple of Splatoon online tournaments. I've done some esports casting with Nintendo, and uh, I have continued to do that during the pandemic. So yeah, multiple uh, shooting setups in here, and and throughout the year I've kind of upgraded my gear, and I just bought a new slider, which has been very exciting because I wanted to kind of up my B-roll game because I have to shoot all this now by myself. It's people send product, and then I have to do all the B-roll. I have to do, you know, the script and I have to sit down and then be the host. And then I have to sit down and figure out, you know, how I'm going to do transitions and and get all the shots that my editors need and then, you know, upload all of that. So it's been it's been a year. It has been a tough year of adjustment. But um, but fortunately, I think that extra few weeks like really kind of gave me a head start in the way of figuring out how I could make this work. And um, and now officially, I'm I'm I think we in Los Angeles are permanent remote employees because Red Ventures is based in um, back east. So we we're kind of the Burbank office in particular is uh, we're kind of like oh okay well I guess we all just work from home at least for now <laughs> like I mean per you know who knows if it'll be permanent permanent or if it's just like permanently until something really big changes. I have several questions. <laughs> okay, please. First of all, what when you say a slider, what is a slider? So a slider is, uh, it's this really lovely piece of equipment and it usually is where you mount your camera on top and then there's some ball bearings. So you get these really smooth, um, side to side shots or going, you know, from 
kind of, if you ever watch uh, a movie being made, you'll see sort of uh, the really big cameras on rails with the director and they're like watching as like the camera moves forward. Okay, it's similar to that, but much, much smaller. I'm definitely not sitting on it. Um, It's just for the camera. And so you you put it, you mount your camera on there and then you can slide your uh, camera as it's recording uh, left to right. Or if you, you know, rotate it, you can go uh, front to back, so it's um, it's been very very handy getting those really nice like smooth B roll shots of sure. uh, products. So it's it's I really am loving the one that I got. I picked it up on Amazon. <laughs> uh, why don't you tell me which one it is so I can add it to the show notes? Oh, okay. It's uh, it's from New Year. Uh, which makes a whole bunch of production stuff. I'm sure if anybody is listening at home who has had to buy a ring light or <laughs> any other kind of production uh, type stuff to do video calls from home, even if you're not in production, you probably have seen their name on Amazon, but New Year, um, they make a whole bunch of different sliders. And I think the one I have is about 24 inches long um, and it's uh, it's carbon fiber. So it's a little pr- it was a little pricey, but it, it's uh, it's nice. It's It works really, really well. Yeah. Well, and you've, you've got a home studio that, that is, I assume at kind of professional levels. So your equipment is not going to be cheap. Um, Yeah. I I would say it's not as expensive as a pro level studio because a lot of it I've paid for out of pocket and I just, you know, much as I would love to drop, you know, (laughs) a few thousand dollars on a professional grade, you know, aperture, light uh to put in my you've seen like mkbhd has these like amazing aperture lights um i i don't have that now um and also i just don't have a lot of space and so i've had to kind of find a good middle ground of of relatively affordable gear um that is also uh a lot of times if it breaks down if i can fold it up like i i will pay a little bit extra for that just because space is at a premium so what I, there are two two halves to this question, I guess. Um, in your uh, studio qualities, home studio, what kind of lighting do you use? So I have a few different types of light. I have a regular ring light that I bought from, New, it's New Year again, um, really generally reasonably priced uh, production stuff that you can get in two days on Amazon, which I that's, that's always very important to me. Um, so I have a, a big kind of, like I think it's like an 18 inch ring light. Um, and that's kind of my streaming setup right now. Uh, and then I also have, uh, <laughs> oddly enough, so I have some up lighting behind the chair on the seated vlog set uh, that hits the wall. It sort of washes the wall in a color. Yeah. And the um, the light bar that I bought was, it was under $100. And it's actually a DJ uh, bar, a light bar for <laughs> DJing that you put in like a church or uh, at a wedding and um, you can change the color on it and change yeah. the uplighting. There's only 16 colors on it, but it's perfect. It works exactly for what I need it for. And it wasn't terribly expensive. So I, I was like, this is exactly exactly what I need. Um, so I have that. And then I also have a very lovely uh, Aperture uh, makes these little uh, MC lights. They're these, they're these little small handheld lights. They're a little thicker than a phone. Um, and, uh, they're, they're freaking awesome. They're magnetic. They have a full color spectrum available on them. You can change them from, uh, you know, white light to warm light, or you can do any RGB color that you, they have a full color wheel available to you. They have effects on them that you can make it look like there's their production lights. They're meant for, uh, short films or movies, like just full features, 
um, or TV shows, and uh, they have these effects on them that'll make it look like the light coming from off camera is like fireworks in the sky or uh, police sirens or whatever. You know, like if you need to sort of cast that light on a on a talent, you can do that with these lights. Um, and they make a kit that is called the MC12 kit, and um, and it's twelve of these little uh, ninety dollar lights, and um, and so it, they all wirelessly charge in there. You don't have to plug them in individually. The case is actually a wireless charging case. Nice. Uh, it's it's really cool. It's like really really cool. It's it's a little pricey. It's like I think it's like fifteen hundred bucks. Um, but they make smaller versions of this kit with like wireless charging. Sure. Um, they make like a four a four light kit for five hundred dollars or whatever. But um, they're awesome. I use them all the time. Uh, I pop them on. Oddly enough, this is like such a weird hacky thing, but. I put them on microphone stands vertically so that I have sort of like vertical light setup that I can do uh, green screen lighting for. And nice. it works beautifully. Like they, yeah. they work really, really well that way. So I've really been enjoying those. Um, and then I have also put them uh, in the bookshelves uh, of my <laughs> my vlog set and changed the color lighting there. And like, I mean, it, they're just very versatile. So I've, I've really been uh, using those a lot. Nice. Um yeah, the other half of that question would be if and you've kind of already answered it. If if someone were doing uh video at home that they wanted to be higher quality than your average Zoom call and they only were going to buy one light, what would you recommend? Oh, if you only were going to buy one single okay. light. We'll say one or two. One or two. Um I would say depending on your budget, um, really, if you were being kind of static and you were recording something, I would say just a, a classic ring light. You, yeah. you really can't go wrong. A dimmable ring light that changes color temperature. Very, very good. Um, but if you were if you were really looking to kind of have something a little more versatile that you could use in, in multiple uh, ways, I would say pick up a couple of small LED panel lights. So yeah, like a couple of those MC lights would be great. You could yeah. get, uh, they, they attach to small, you know, any tripod. So if you had a little desktop tripod, you could just put them on there. Perfect. All right. I, I, I have an 18 inch ring light that I bought for doing uh, video interviews mm -hmm. and it has served me well. In fact, it gets bright enough that I can use it as a side fill light. Yeah. <laughs> I have used mine the as the purpose a of the ring, but yeah. I have used mine. So one of the things that I have found is my ceiling is white. And so if I tilt the light straight up onto the ceiling uh, for product shots, diffuse I can bounce lighting. the light and diffuse it. Yeah. And it looks really nice. Like nice. it looks really good. So um, yeah, like bouncing light has been like a, a fun, a fun lesson for me to learn during pandemic times. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like a lot of people have suddenly been forced to, uh, to learn a little bit more about everything from webcams to uh yeah to production lighting. like yeah. lighting and yeah yeah it's it's been um you know but then there's still those people like you know you, you get on your video calls and meetings and like there's always that one person is just like are you shooting this on a potato or like a <laughs> webcam from 1996 like I, I i i somehow i just am not sure how that person has evaded upgrading their technology for for so 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 long and then there's always maybe not it might be you might have a higher ratio in your video calls but in my video calls there's always one maybe two people who have the full like slr with the oh that's me I'm, I'm, I'm that i'm that guy that's make me. everyone like, else I'm, look I'm like garbage lady. 
Yeah, it's me, me and Brian Cooley are those two people on our calls. <laughs> we have the full DSLR. I have a mirrorless. I have a, I have a, I shoot on a, my webcam, quote unquote, is a Fuji X-T3. And, um, and so, yeah, I shoot and I have an Elgato card that like feeds through. It's mm-hmm. a whole, like it's a whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I, I have that whole setup and um, it's I, just easier because otherwise I, like I have to like plug in and unplug this webcam. I don't want to deal with that. It's so. justified in your line of work. There are people that show up on my calls that other than doing a lot of Zoom calls, they have really no reason to own the quality setup that they do. That's fair. But are those people, people in real life, like in real life, this is real life. uh, Are those people who, were we not in a pandemic, are those people who would be like really well-dressed like every day at work? You know what I mean? Like there are always like, there's always like that one lady or guy who is just so like impeccably dressed every day for work. And you're just like, man, I wish I had that level of commitment. I feel like it's that same type of person, right? It was just like, I just got to go all in on this. I have nothing better to do. And I can't wear fancy clothes anymore because I'm just sitting in my house. So I'm going to buy like really nice video equipment. I will admit, like I, when I actually worked in an office, I loved to overdress. And like, I'm the guy, I'm the guy. I match like cufflinks to sock patterns. Like I'm very detail oriented. Um, I I wore cufflinks to work. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. If I could afford it, I probably would be one of those people with the, but it's like, that's, I I feel like it's like, it's in the same vein, right? It's like, that's the best way for me to kind of wrap my head around it. (laughs) Okay. So still on the same track because I'm hyper-focused for some reason. I want to know what kind of software you're using for your video production. So fortunately uh, for everybody who watches the videos that I make, I do not edit them. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm fine. I can edit uh, and and I, I will edit if I have to, but I choose not to because we have so many more talented editors. Uh, we're, we're on Adobe. So I use Premiere to cut stuff if I, if I am cutting anything. Um, and then I also have a comic book show that I do on Twitch every other Wednesday night. Um, and that show I use OBS to broadcast with. So, yeah. yeah, So, and I, I make the overlays for that in Photoshop. Like I change them every two weeks based on the comic book we're reading, um, and, uh, yeah, so it's, it's, uh, I don't use a ton of production, uh, software, but when I do, like, it's usually, it's usually Adobe. Uh, did you get a stream deck? I don't have a stream deck yet and I want one, but I'm also just like, man, like it's, it's just three talking heads. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> if maybe if I start sh- actually streaming games, like that would be a thing that I would be really into, but I feel like I'm going to try it. Maybe I'll try it on my phone first because I know you can do Stream yeah. Deck via yep. your phone. So maybe maybe I'll do that. I'll try the app first. It and works then super well with OBS. I, I've heard this. I've heard it works very, very well. And I'm just like, okay. But I'm I'm also just like, oh, man, if I get into that rabbit hole, it feels like I'm going to be like building out a whole bunch of like different layouts and overlays that I'm going to have to change every time. And I'm just like, oh, do I want to do that, all that extra work? Like, I just sometimes maybe it's easier to just pretend that I I, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> I just that I don't have to do it. Yeah. Yeah. My, uh, my partner is uh, a yoga instructor part-time. Um, but, uh, she has been doing a lot of her yoga over zoom. Uh, a lot of her classes she teaches over zoom and mm-hmm. we are working to be able to record her camera 
at the same time she's teaching zoom without recording the zoom call itself Mm -hmm. and obs is our solution but we keep running into problems with audio on a mac uh when you combine zoom and obs but once we have that worked out many problems with audio and obs like so many once we the have first, that worked out, I can't wait to get her hooked up with my stream deck, those and and a bunch of like she's gonna love lower it. thirds and yeah. transition. And then it's all built in. That's that's the really the beauty of OBS, right? It's like you can just have everything built in and then you use stream deck and it's just done. When it when you're done recording, there's nothing to add. You just yeah. cut the crusts off, the beginning and the end. You're just like cut cut the crusts off, and you have this beautiful little package thing that's finished. Yep. You're just like that's it's I that is my favorite type of production. Put it through a TriCaster, <laughs> put it through a Stream Deck, put it through any of that. Just I want it done, finished. No, no post production. Like just really prep and pre production and make it really good. And then that way you don't have to kill your editors. Like they just have a really nice easy time. Yeah. I uh, I've been working towards doing that with my podcast. They uh they still require too much manual editing, but I have a soundboard and everything now. Um, yeah, that's nice. That's a, that's a good, that's a, that's a significant thing for every podcaster, right? Like the soundboard is like the key. So aside from work, how are you, uh, how are you staying sane during the, uh, the quarantine? Well, or- I mean, I do think once again, that sane is a relative term. Um, you know, some days it's, it's, I'm reminded of uh, I'm reminded of Spider-Man three where he's just so happy after uh, the alien has after Venom has infected him and he's just like <laughs> Saturday night live and Saturday night fever and all over the place. Um, some days it's that and the other days it's li- reliving the yellow wallpaper uh, that the American sh- classic short story. Uh, you know, a lot of Animal Crossing, just so many hours of Animal Crossing. <laughs> Yeah, you play a lot of games, right? I well, I will say I I play get a lot of games, but I only play a handful of them at a time. So it it takes me a long time to get through a game now because I have a I'm a 17 month old, and it's like I can only play at night. But then sometimes I just fall in the fall asleep on the couch by nine o'clock. Like we're just exhausted. So it's um it's uh, it's relative. I do have a I do have a set appointment with my best friend to game every Monday. That's like a, that's a must. I, that's a non-negotiable. We play video games, try to like blow off some steam, play some Overwatch, um, play some Fall Guys, maybe play some Tetris Effect Connected, which has been very, very fun. Um, but now I have, uh, I just downloaded Cyberpunk. So I will probably get into that maybe this weekend. <laughs> the only thing I know about Cyberpunk is the, uh, the news that's been, uh, all over the internet with, um, a glitch. Uh, apparently it renders um uh phalluses outside of clothing yeah i mean you know well so during character creation you can choose to customize your genitalia um and and there's like you know i think it's like big bigger biggest or something like that which is very (laughs) funny Um, a lot of wish fulfillment happening in cyberpunk for so many. Uh, but but the funny thing is, is like there is, yeah, there's a glitch where just everybody's junk's just hanging out of their pants, like through them. There's just a clipping issue. <laughs> do you think it was, uh, do you think it was entirely accidental or was it really good for promotion? I mean, so it's hard to say, right? Because of course it's really funny and obviously like people are going to share 
people mm-hmm. are going to share gifts of that bug. Like, it's, it's very funny. Um, I know I did. Uh, but <laughs> on that same note, like, clearly the developers, like, don't intend for these things to happen. And they take pride in their work. And, you know, it's it's been, there's been a lot of talk about it being a buggy launch. Like, the game is really buggy. Um, so it's like one of those things where it's like, my brother's a game developer. He's a game producer for World of Warcraft. And like, I know that they would never, like that team would never put out a bug on purpose, right? It's just like, it's just not a thing they would want to do. And so, um, so I think it's unintentional, but also just very funny. Very, very funny. I'm a, I am absolutely a, a middle school child when it comes to that bug. It is just really, it's hilarious. Okay. So here's, here's my question. If it weren't for this bug, would you ever actually see the object itself? Or are they going to all the trouble to render a realistic penis just to create a bulge? I'm guessing that there are some sex scenes in this game or some nudity in this game where it's like, you know, maybe you like go somewhere, they tell you to strip down to make sure you're not wearing a wire or whatever, okay. whatever that is. I, I have a feeling there's like some some reason for the for nudity in the game. And so um, with cyberpunk, it's edgy. It's cool. Right. So it's it's so, so edgy. And um, and so in 2077, you know, people just take their clothes off, I guess. That's like a maybe that's a thing. Um, maybe there's, maybe that, maybe there's a whole neighborhood in cyberpunk where it's just a colony of nudists and you have to get to blend in. Sure. I'm not really, look, I haven't played the game yet. I can't, I can't say for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I I have a feeling there's probably some, some aspect of the story that requires your main character V to strip down in some capacity. That, that makes more sense than, than going to the trouble to render something that would never be seen. Junk for junk's sake. Yeah. That, that does seem... Well, and also it just seems like a whole lot of extra work. Yeah. You know, you got to do the physics of it. Like, cause right. it's, I mean, it is, this is very realistic. And so there's like the, the physics of it. And like, you know, it's just, yeah, that seems like a lot of extra work for nothing. If you're not going to actually have some gameplay element that requires you to strip down nude. Yeah. All right. Have you ever played, um, what's that? What's the game that, uh, AOC was playing among us. Is that what it was? Yeah, Among Us. Uh, man, this is such a cool game, and everybody can try it. If you have a mobile device, like, it's free. So you yeah. can get it on, like, your iPhone for free. Uh, so basically, how this works is, I've only played it a couple of times. I'm going to be playing it for my brother's birthday next week. This is, like, the birthday party that we're doing. It's our whole family playing Among Us, which nice. should be hilarious. Um, but you have a group of people, and I believe the minimum number of players is four. And you're all these little, uh, these little, little dudes and dudettes on a, um, on a spaceship. And, uh, one of you is a murderer. <laughs> like you're the imposter. You're an imposter. You don't belong there. And so, uh, your job, if you are the imposter is to murder everyone else on the ship. Like that's the end game for you. You have to kill everybody on the ship. Uh, everybody else's job is to figure out who the imposter is and throw them out the airlock. But there's like a lot of, because you're all playing together, you're talking and stuff. You can say like, oh, I saw, like if you're the imposter, you can be like, oh, I saw so-and-so come out of the engine room where that dead body was found. Yeah. Like, oh my God, like they, they, blue is sus. Like that's suspect. <laughs> like you got to toss them right out the airlock. So you convince people to vote for not you if you're the imposter. And so there's like, it's really fun. Like it's it's this really... It's just so cool. It's like a good social game and um, perfect for the pandemic. I mean, you know, I don't think any 
game company wants to launch their game, uh, you know, and succeed because of something so terrible, but it certainly hasn't hurt them that people are looking for something social to connect with their friends and to do the, uh, to have fun with. And it's, um, it's like, you know, it's like playing Clue, except one of you is, uh, yeah, it's great. It's, it's really fun. I, I really love it. It's, it's great, but I've only played it a couple of times. Cause I, again, I don't have a lot of time and I don't have any friends. So there you go. <laughs> I did. I did get to try it once with uh, with a great group of friends, and um, I I was surprisingly good at being the imposter. I I took very quickly to jumping in and out of vents, and oh my god, and learning when to accuse someone else, but also when to just kind of keep my mouth shut and let the conversation mm-hmm. move because it can or be accuse pretty- yourself. That's a good strategy. If you're over, if you accuse someone too hard, people will immediately be. You're suspicious. That's sus. You gotta be careful. That's super sus. You gotta watch out for that. It is a great social game though. And I have not played a lot of multiplayer games in general, but -hmm. this one has like regular breaks that you can actually converse with people and you really feel like you're part of a a team. Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. And it's it literally is like a murder mystery dinner party, except you're all just playing on your iPhones. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. It, I, it's fun. It's really fun. Um, we were talking before the show about Disney and how uh, how crazy was it just yesterday? Uh, yeah, it's yesterday. I'm still recovering. Actually, I feel hungover from all the joy. So 2020 has been such a downer on so many levels. Yeah. <laughs> Personally, just just on a macro and micro level, um, that getting so much like good nerd news, like good content, like it just, it was like overwhelming uh, to get all of that like good stuff just pumped into your veins. I mentioned on Twitter, I was like, this is literally like not eating sugar for five years and then all of a sudden dying of a donut overdose. Like this is, (laughs) I felt it felt so good while it was happening, but afterwards I was like, I'm exhausted. I feel like I'm gonna faint. Like it's just too much. So but it give was us, a lot. Give us a taste. What was uh what was the big deal? So yesterday um was the Disney Investor Day. And earlier in the week, Disney announced, Oh, hey, by the way, huh, it's gonna be four hours long. And everybody's like, What? Why? <laughs> like, why do you need to have four hours to talk about your stock prices or whatever? Turns out uh, they literally went through all of their uh, announcements uh, and what they're doing in 20, I mean, just 2020, 2021. So Marvel uh, got a new trailer. Uh, Marvel dropped a trailer for WandaVision, which is like the last one, said the, they're going to release it in January. Uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier got a full trailer, finally. We got a trailer for Loki, the new short uh, limited series that's going to be on Disney+. Plus. Like, Disney+, Plus came to play yesterday. Like, they're not messing around. This is like, they went full bore. Look at all this amazing stuff we're making. We're going in hard on superheroes and Star Wars. They announced, uh, they sh- they talked about Hawkeye, the, the series Hawkeye. They talked about What If, which is this animated series that's like, uh, what if uh, th- there was a different, what if um, Haley Atwell was uh, not Captain America, but Captain Britain, like, or, you know, like <laughs> ca- Captain England. Uh, what if, you know, it's just what ifs there. Then they announced Ironheart that's going to come on uh, Disney Plus, which is Riri Williams, which is the kind of the successor to Tony Stark in the comic books. Armor Wars, like Don Cheadle's going to come back as Rhodey. 
um, Secret Invasion, which they're going to have Sam Jackson come back. Like, I mean, it's just it, Moon Knight, She-Hulk, Ms. Marvel, uh, Captain Marvel <laughs> 2, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Holiday Special, I Am Groot, a bunch of short films with, with little Groot in it. Um, they talked about Black Panther 2. They talked about the third Ant-Man movie. They talked about a new Fantastic Four movie. They announced a director for that because Disney owns Fox now, so they own the Fantastic Four. Again, because Marvel. Uh, and then they then announced like 10 Star Wars series are coming <laughs> to Disney+. Plus. They're like, uh, here's spinoffs of The Mandalorian, Rangers of the New Republic, Ahsoka, Star Wars The Bad Batch we're going to do. We're going to do Star Wars Andor. We're going to do High Republic. We're going to do Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, a droid story. Lando is going to get his own event series, like a limited series. And they're going to do an anime anthology series for Star Wars. That's just... Oh, and by the way, Patty Jenkins, Wonder Woman director, yes. is going to direct Rogue Squadron, a a a Star Wars movie about a dog fighting in space. And then Taika Waititi, uh, we already knew he was going to make a Star Wars movie. Uh, they already said, "Hey, he's gonna he's still doing that." Um, but yeah, I mean, it's just it's so much of, and that's not that's just Marvel and Star Wars. Like that's not Pixar, Disney Animation. I, it, it is just wild to me how much. They announced, and they also announced a price increase. So it's uh, Disney Plus is going to go up to eight bucks a month starting in March of 2021. Um, they also announced that they're going to do. Uh, they have that bundle right now that I think is what is it, twelve bucks a month, thirteen bucks a month, something like that, where it's Disney Plus, ESPN uh, Plus, and Hulu, but with ads. Uh, they said they're going to do a version of that bundle with no ads for Hulu uh, starting in January uh, for 18 or 19 bucks a month. Cool. So, so what did they do for the rest of the four hours now? I'm just kidding. That was so I know, much. right? That was the first like half hour. And then it was just, <laughs> yeah. But they they basically said, they're like, we are going to be bringing 50, 50 new Marvel, about new Marvel, Star Wars, Disney, Disney series, Pixar series, movies over the next few years. So like, this is, I mean, it's just a, it is a wild thing to me that they chose their investor day right. to do this. Because usually it would be a separate event, right? We'd yeah. be like, oh, we're going to roll out the Slater. No, they just did it on investor day. And I guess it paid off because their stock prices went up. Well, and I think based on numbers, it's fair to say that Disney Plus as a whole is a, a huge success. Huge. 86 million subscribers. That's a yeah. really big deal. That's yeah, a really is. big deal. Yeah, enough for them to raise the price a little bit, which seems backwards to me. Like, I think once you have enough users, you should be able to afford to drop the price. But it's also, sort of a, it's a double-edged sword, right, though? Because it's like the more people you have, the more they're going to demand new content. Mm, you got to pay fair. for it. You got to pay for it. And yeah. so it's, you know, and if the theater and the theater system right now is a mess, like the the, the movie theaters are all closed here in right. the U.S., like... It's a disaster. And so it's, you know, they got to pay for it. And yeah. so it's like, you know, you get extra $86 million a month. That'll, and that's not even really like a lot of money in the way of, you know, making a movie, right. a, you know, like live action Star movie. Wars movie. Yeah. Is, is $300 million. Yeah. So it's like, so it's just, yeah, it they got to pay for it somehow. They got to pay for it. And they're not skimping on content. That's for sure. They're definitely not. And, and you, 
I have a feeling in the next few years, like some people had said, oh, well, Disney Plus is not really worth it because it's just the Mandalorian and like all the Disney stuff. And if you don't have a, you know, kids in your family or you don't watch a lot of animated films like this, it's like not really worth it. Now, it seems like in the coming years, it will certainly be worth it. Um, and, you know, for eight bucks a month, which is still cheaper than, you know, most, like a lot of streaming services, 10 bucks, 15 bucks, HBO Max, 15 bucks. So. Yeah. Yeah. Half the price of that. So, all right. Well, this is where I'm going to take a uh, a break for a sponsor. So, what's getting in the way of your happiness? For me personally, it's living with bipolar and ADHD. But I think a lot of people have something that prevents them from achieving their goals. BetterHelp is professional therapy available remotely. You fill out a detailed questionnaire, and they match you with a professional therapist that's right for you, licensed in the state where you live. You connect in a safe and private online environment in whatever way works for you. Live calls, video calls, or even just text messages. Once you've filled out your questionnaire, you can start communicating with your counselor in under 24 hours. And this isn't self-help. This is professional counseling. I see a psychiatrist to take care of my prescription needs, but I really don't have great access to therapy where I live. That's why I'm excited about this. I filled out the questionnaire and I got matched with a therapist who specialized in my needs in a couple of hours. Had my first session recently and I had a great day afterward. Follow-up sessions have been easy to schedule and super helpful. BetterHelp is more affordable than traditional counseling too, with financial aid available in many areas. In addition to my things like ADHD and bipolar, there are counselors who specialize in depression, stress, anger, LGBT matters, grief, sleep, trauma, just about any specific need you might have. And of course, anything you share is completely confidential. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting my sponsor at betterhelp.com systematic. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash systematic. And that brings us to our, our top three picks. Are you ready for top three picks? Yeah, let's talk about it. All right. I, I look forward. I Regular listeners know this because I say it every week, but I no longer do my top three picks. So this is all us talking about your top three picks. Amazing. I, I was I was waiting to see if you were going to express some kind of disappointment or if you were going to be like super into that. So it's just all about me right now. Yes. It just feels really good. Um, no, I'm actually I'm going to I'm going to ask you what like what are you what's the what's your number one? I want you just your top one pick. What's the thing you're into right now? Um, the ultimate hacking keyboard version two. Oh, that and the graveyard book by Neil Gaiman. That, that's a very good book. Also, Children of Blood and Bone and Children of Virtue and Vengeance. They're making that. They're making that. Disney Plus, they said they optioned it. Children Are of Blood serious? and Bone. Are you That was oh, one of the man. announcements they did yesterday. That would be amazing. That book it was so It has been so optioned. Good. It's happening. Awesome. Okay, you just made my year. Well, so, so I'm glad I asked what you were into. Um. So what am I... Let's see. What am I into? Um. Right now, I am playing just a lovely... Uh, aside from Cyberpunk, which everybody's playing... Um, I'm playing a lovely indie game by Thunder Lotus called Spiritfarer, and I am enjoying it so very much. Um, it feels like a good year to play this game. It's it's sad, um, but also very poignant. It's very heartwarming. 
Uh, so you are Stella. <laughs> Stella uh, takes over for Charon. Um, so you are now the spirit fairer. You are you have a, a beautiful ship that you can upgrade, and you have to find spirits who need ferrying to the other side, to the Everdor, as it were, in this game. And there's a little bit of management in it. Um, there's some cooking. You can you have to craft a little bit. You find resources and craft to be able to upgrade parts of your ship or the little cabins that you make for the the people that you pick up, the spirits that you pick up. Um, but the stories are just so beautiful. Um, one of the first spirits you pick up is, and they all of the spirits manifest themselves as animals. So uh, one of the first spirits you pick up is Gwen. And she is a deer, and she uh, she's these are just beautifully animated. It looks like you're playing a movie. It's just a beautiful like hand drawn animation, and um, she talks about how she she smokes. And so when she talks to you about her journey, like every now and again, she'll talk to you as you go through her quest line about her her life and how she lost it. And uh, it turns out she got lung cancer. And like there's, you know, it's it's just, it's so um, poignant. Again, it's the word that I can use to describe it. It's the best word that I can think of. Um, and it's it's really just such a lovely game and it's so relaxing and calming um, and and sad. I Every time I have to say goodbye to one of these spirits, like I've cried. Like it's, oh. <laughs> you really make a connection with them and it's just, the writing is so good and um, and so wonderful. And I, I cannot... Um, praise Thunder Lotus enough for making this this great, beautiful. I love indie games. I love these small uh, stories because you know you can just tell so much love went into making it. Like these the people who made this game just truly, uh, truly, truly loved, um, truly loved what they were making, and they were really proud of it. So that does sound really nice. Uh, what yeah. platforms is that on? Uh, I'm not sure all of them, but I'm playing it on Switch. Okay. Yeah. So, but it's it's just so good and 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 wonderful, and I I cannot sing its praises enough. I I'm really enjoying it, and it's um, it's so it's so funny. It's like it's such a bittersweet game. It's you play it, and it's just really lovely. And there are these moments where you have uh, you know, you give one of the spirits their favorite dish, the, the dish they enjoyed the most in life, uh, like pork chops or whatever, and they just are so happy. And then you can hug them and talk to them, and then there are like these little mini games as you go where. You have to like capture lightning in a bottle, or you know, it's 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 really 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 good. I so well made, so 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 well made. Nice. It sounds like um, it could be cathartic for people dealing with grief as well. Very much so. Um, I've recommended it to a lot of uh, people who have lost somebody um, either this year or previous years. I know um, there's one spirit in particular that really reminds me of my grandma who I lost a few years ago. Um, sort of suddenly. And so um, it's just, it it really is just such a, a beautiful take on um, on death and, and grief. And it's it's very good. Very, very good. Just, just enjoying it so much. That's an amazing pick. Yeah. So um, that would be one. And then I am also, and I want to make sure that I get the name of this book right. Hold on one second. So if you've ever heard of Hyperbole and a Half, yep. um, there's a new book. That she, Ali Broche is back. She she published a, a second book called Solutions and Other Problems. And uh, I am reading that right now. And it is very funny. Um, it is it is very, very funny. Uh, she 
one of the stories she tells in this book is like how she she how she realized as a small child that uh, there were other people in the world. Like she's like one day I realized like I think it's Richard, their neighbor Richard was like another person who like lived in a different house. Like she's like and I was so like I was basically like spying on him. Like I was so interested in like what he was doing. And she's like, and then like I started, she goes, and one day I crawled through his cat flap and I was in his house. She's like, and she was like three. She's like, did she like, I don't know what I was doing. I was just in there. I was just super interested in Richard. Like I just wanted to know what what his deal was. And she started like stealing from him. Like started like taking little like knickknacks or like little things around his house and like putting them in her drawer. And then and then her parents asked her at one point, like, what, you know, where were you? And she was like, oh, I was just hanging out with Richard, who was this, like, single man by himself in this house. And so her parents were, like, very concerned about this. <laughs> and they were like, uh, our daughter said she'd been hanging out with you. And he's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> so he just never saw her. He, she wasn't actually, she goes, of course, like, we weren't actually hanging out. Like, I was just in his house. And so one day her parents like open this drawer and see all of his stuff. And she tried to steal his cat. That was the thing that got her <laughs> caught. She tried to steal his cat. That was the thing that, that gave, gave up the goose. And, um, oh my God, it's just that story. The way she tells it is just so funny. And she, I'm so glad she's doing okay. I know, um, she struggles with depression and, yeah. um, she's very transparent about it. And so I was very happy to see that, um, to see that she was writing another book and uh and that she and that she is just as funny as she has always been. So I I I'm really enjoying that. God, it's really funny. Just so good. Nice. Nice. Um, there was a new book coming out the I Jenny Lawson. Yes. Oh my god, bloggers. The bloggers. Doesn't she have a new book too? I believe so. She's let's see. I think she's writing a new one right now too. Even um, it's called. I think the new one is called Broken. Okay. Next year, it's called Broken in the best possible way. Yep, that's the one. Yeah, and then uh, the one that most recently came out, I think, was You Are Here, an owner's manual. So, and that was also. I've read all her books. I God, I love her. She's just. She is so 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 funny. Yeah, I saw her. I saw her speak at a Barnes and Noble or like do a reading. And mm-hmm. she had she had to stop halfway through uh, a like anxiety attack, which just made her like all the more human. Because I mean that's so the kind relatable. of stuff she writes about all the time anyway. Yeah. Uh, so it was not unexpected for anyone there. But yeah, it was. She didn't stick around for any book signing because she was having a rough day. But again, super relatable. Yeah, yeah, she's great. Um, I love that she. I feel so bad. She has a bookstore. And uh, she's a physical bookstore that she bought called Nowhere. And um, and it, <laughs> it was supposed to open this year. <laughs> and then it, it didn't. So um, she's still, they're still waiting. They're still just waiting to open it. Yeah. That, it's a rough, rough time for that. Uh, man, it's just, it's so hard out there. It's so hard. <laughs> I know so too many people who have small businesses, too many people who, you know, just like, Man, I read a story today in the Washington Post about a lady who was a uh, a waitress at Disney World for 15 years. And she's like, I love my job. And she really just expected things to go back to normal. And she just still hasn't, you know, she was one of the, the workers laid off yeah. um, earlier this year. And it's just like, man, it's just tough. It's tough out there. So, yeah. But um, 
But yeah, so I I'm I'm enjoying definitely enjoying Ali Broch. I will enjoy Ali Broch until my dying breath, I'm sure. Um, and then I think the last thing I'm enjoying is um, the one of the things that I'm I'm really into right now is uh, I'm I'm really into I'm really well I'm I'm torn here because it's like <laughs> I could pick a game, but I already picked a game. So I guess I might say, I mean, I'm really into The Mandalorian, but who isn't? I definitely am. Who isn't? I I haven't seen the most recent episode, but like, I think we can all agree that if I just say, can you believe what happened on the last episode (laughs) of The Mandalorian? It was amazing. It's just a blanket statement that will carry you to whenever you listen to this episode. Weirdly, I can't. My partner will watch it with me, but she doesn't seem to love it the way I do. It's isn't it just the perfect expression of like what Star Wars is supposed to be? Re- I think it yes. is. Yes, because I mean Star Wars and, and I don't mean to offend any Star Wars fans, but Star Wars is a pretty kind of like childlike view of the this this future. Um, it's an advent it's it's a space adventure. It's a yeah. space serial. I mean, if you think of it as like a comic book, a real life comic book brought to life, like that's what it is. Yeah. Like I am, I am by nature, I'm a, I'm a Trek guy, but I really enjoy Star Wars for what it is. And I feel like the Mandalorian completely encapsulates that kind of, uh, mm-hmm. childlike wonder for me. Yep. And that's sort of like, um, there's a handcrafted quality to the Mandalorian that like really, I think matters. And I, I don't, I'm not one of those people who's just like completely anti special effects. Um, but have you seen, I'm sure you have, you saw the gallery episodes on Disney Plus where it's like, here's how we make The Mandalorian. No, are those there? Because I would love to watch that. Oh my God, Brett, you got to watch them. Okay, so <laughs> on Disney Plus, they have this thing called the Gallery, The Mandalorian. And it's a series of, I think it's six episodes. Um, and each one of them, it's like they talk to the directors and then they do an actor's round table and then they do. But one of the episodes is about the volume, which is the giant yes. LED set that they it. shoot the Mandalorian on. And it's um, it's incredible. Uh, the technology involved in bringing that show to life and making it look the way it does is um, is really just an accomplishment. Just just a, an absolute visionary thing. Like it's, it's just an incredible thing. And um, and to see it in action and to see how it works is just wow, yeah. just wow. I need to watch that because You've I read got about to. I read about that set and then watched the show and in my head knowing like this the all these LED panels like running all of these graphics to create the set, but I couldn't in watching it I couldn't imagine how it worked like it how it bl- works it all yeah. blended so seamlessly. They do. And it's so good. And, but to watch them the way that they film, it's just, it, it is incredible. Like it it just, it is amazing. And it's, it is an amazing thing in the way, it's an amazing accomplishment in the way of, you know, you don't need volumetric lighting added by, you know, rotoscoping and stuff because it's there. It just exists. Like it's, it's just right there. The, The thing that is reflecting in Mando's helmet is the thing that is in front of him. It's just being played on a screen. And it's just, I mean, man, it's just, it's so impressive. So, yeah. so impressive. Awesome. I, I have some, I have some research to do. Yeah. It's save it. So my recommendation is because the, the final season, uh, 
second season finale is next Friday, right? Okay. So it's a, or next Thursday night or whatever, whenever it drops. Um, so once it's over, save it for Christmas time. Like give it to yourself as a nice Christmas gift. Just relax, watch a whole bunch of episodes of it at the gallery and um and and enjoy that because it's it is a very good behind the scenes making of. Awesome. All right, will do. Um in reference to a previous conversation, I have to tell you one one charming story. Um I'm going to say her last name wrong because I always do, even though I've I've known them for many years. But uh, my friend, Jesse Chartier, uh, mm-hmm. who is married, you may know David Chartier or Chartier. I think so. Yeah. Uh, used to write for Ars Technica and uh, the unofficial Apple weblog. Um, anyway, she dressed up as Patty Jenkins to go with us to Comic-Con and then interviewed everybody who was dressed as Wonder Woman. Oh, wow. And the Wonder Woman cosplayers loved it. Like, <laughs> to, to, uh, to uh, every single one of them uh, was just ecstatic to, like, get interviewed by cosplay Patty Jenkins. Anyway, I thought you might appreciate that. That is, that's a really good idea. Yeah, we all thought so. With Jesse's brilliant. That's amazing. That's so fun. Yeah. All right. Well, um, where can people find you should they want to know more? Uh, I mean, you know, the only place I'm hanging out is on Twitter. I hate, I hate even admitting I deleted my Facebook account. I don't, I don't exist anywhere else <laughs> on the internet, but Twitter now. I just, I can't, I just can't, I can't deal, I can't deal with Facebook anymore. Um, yeah, I'm on Twitter. I'm at Ashley Esqueda on Twitter. It's super easy to find me. I'm always online. Um, I, I'm, yeah. And I'm, I, I just like, I like talking to people. So come stop by, say hello. Yeah. I will say a quick Google for your name turns up plenty of results. Yeah. I mean, you could Google me. That's, that's fine. But I mean, it's just, you know, if you want the real pure unfiltered, <laughs> like if you want the Ashley Esqueda experience, uh, it's definitely on Twitter. <laughs> and lots of it. Yeah. And lots of it. God. Don't ever turn notifications on for me. Like, it's just not a good idea. I don't recommend it. You you will immediately throw your phone into space and you'll never see it again. All right. Well, thanks so much for taking the time today. Thanks. I'll see you again in what, five years? 2025? Uh, you want to just say call it? 2025? Three, three to five years. Three to five. Okay, three to five. Let's I'll, say- I'll let's have my just, people call your people. Yeah, let's say January, uh, January 1st, 20, let's say 2022. 2024. Yeah, say, that's about It's about three years from now. It was, so yeah. It's about three years from now. So we'll just say, just send me an email. Just, uh, just exclamation point, remind me uh, to reach out. And we'll, it'll we'll be great. We'll see if you still remember who I am in three years. I am getting old. So <laughs> I, I might not. Let's all be honest. All right. Well, have a great week. You too. Hey, thanks for tuning in to Systematic. Check out more episodes at systematicpod.com and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcast app. Find me as TT Scoff on all social platforms and follow Systematic at Systemcast, S-Y-S-T-M-C-A-S-T on Twitter. Thanks for listening.